Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We are live. It is nine thirty. A.M. on the West Coast. I am your boy, J.P., one-third of the crew filling in for R.C. R.C.'s younger than Willa and I. He's just crossed that 30 mark. So he's still holding on to his, to his second childhood, as I like to call it. You know, me and Willa, we've crossed the mark, and we've let all fun go. We know that we go to bed at a certain time every night at our tender ages, You know, the Bible says once a man, twice a child. Well, you know, I'm in my second childhood at this point, and I need more sleep than ever. But it is a beautiful Sunday. I believe it's the 14th, I want to say. July 14th, Sunday, 9.30 a.m. on the West Coast, man. It couldn't be a more beautiful day. It's not a cloud in the sky. It's about... Well, low 70s right now, not hot at all. You know, just you can hang around with your tank top on and and have a good day right now. You can have your shades on and enjoy it. But this is a boxing program, and we're here to talk boxing. You know, we here at the Outsiders Boxing, we make a conscious effort to get out to you early on Sunday morning after the fight. Nobody's up right now putting in this work. All them other boxing shows, they're doing their editing and uploading and la, la, la. And here we are, getting straight at you so you can get your fix. We get up early in the morning and we give it to you on Sunday to recap those Saturday fights. And there was plenty this past weekend. There was a, quite a few good fights, you know. I, I wouldn't say they were big-name fights, but there was some pretty competitive, interesting fights out there this weekend. I'm going to go down the list and we'll talk about it all, man. We had Amir Khan defeating Billy Dib. <laughs> you know, Amir Khan went over there to get that Arab money. I mean, what do you do with Amir Khan at this point? It doesn't seem that he can fight anyone on elite level. You have to question whether his chin can hold up. He's been concussed on numerous occasions. If, 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 if boxing had the same concussion protocol that the NFL has, I don't believe you see guys like Amir Khan fighting anymore. Now, boxing has taken some measures in other instances, i.e. Roy Jones, and said, you can't fight in America no more, Roy. We're going to, your shit's so bad. We're going to have to stop you from fighting America. And Roy went to Russia or Germany, wherever it was, and got knocked out a few times after. But 
that's a story for another day. Concussion protocol in boxing. Uh, I had seen a headline here recently where they had the, 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 I don't know, they call it the CAT scan or the MRI, whatever, but of the brain of a boxer and the brain of a football player, and the CTE levels in the brain of the boxer was high farther, um, was much more severe than the CTE level in the brain of a football player. Just think about it. It's pretty under, you can understand that pretty easily. A boxer gets punched in the head, even in sparring. You're getting punched in the head. You have all gear. But a football player is never hitting his head without his protective gear on. So story for another day. Amir Khan's back in. Some people say he's back and he picked up a victory. Look, I don't want to see Amir Khan. He should go on about his business. Daniel Dubois, Nathan Gorman, big prospect heavyweight fight. Two guys about 11-0, another guy about 16-0. They were fighting for the vacant British heavyweight title in the U.K. fight was on ESPN. Great fight. Not a great fight. A good young heavyweight fight. Um, These are two guys that you're probably going to see in the next five years in the heavyweight division making some noise. Uh, Daniel Dubois going on and moving on, and you can see Daniel Dubois fighting some kind of WBA or something like that over there in the U.K. and being a player in the heavyweight division. Ray Vargas uh, defeats Tomoki Kameda. Good fight. Uh, what we expected. You know, an interesting take from that fight was the um, the uh, uh, announcer asking Kameda, what's the difference between Japanese style and Mexican style? And Kameda said, oh, I'm blanking on what he said. It was something about, damn it. You never set up a quote and don't have it fully. But it was, um, I want to say Kameda just said, ours is more concentrated. Ours has better focus on it. Theirs seems to just be wild and just, you know, it's not have a, a boxing prowess behind it. It's just you're going out there and you're giving it your all. Kameda said theirs has a, a education to it, something to that degree. We need to get that. But hello, fight down at the sub pub. Exactly what we all expected. Uh, all out, you know, this, the leather was flying, you know, no doubt about it. That fight was for the WBD, WBC Super Bantamweight title, fight on the zone card. We also had Shakur Stevenson defeating Franklin Manzanilla, featherweight contest on ESPN. Shakur, you know, continues to impress, goes on and continues to make his way up the ladder. Uh, silver medalist and I want to say the 2016 games. So I think Shakur is moving along pretty good. Top rank, you know, they, they have a reputation for building young fighters. They they did it with Mayweather. They did it with Cotto. They did it with um, De La Hoya. They did it with Pacquiao. I mean, they're doing it with Tiafimo. They've done it with Lomachenko. The list goes on and on. Uh, Tito Trinidad, uh, Fernando Vargas. Et cetera, et cetera. Top rank, you give them a, a young star, they know what to do. They know what to do. Um, so, yes, that, that happened last night. Shakur Stevenson continuing to progress and make his way through his career and looking good doing it. Jamal James defeated Antonio DeMarco, weatherweight, uh, welterweight fight. Um, good fight. Good fight. Um, I thought it was a, a close fight, but we'll all talk about it. So, before we get to it all, 
And uh, like I said, man, this is the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, and we get out here early, especially if you're on the West Coast. But one thing I want you guys to make note of about this here podcast is that we have the best intro in the whole social media game, in the whole iTunes universe. That Martin thing my man Willa did out there with that, man, that man needs a, a, some kind of producer's Emmy Award for, for his contribution to the show and his efforts. But look, before we get to all the boxing, the curator of the intro, Willa, what's happening with you out there, player? Oh, man, nothing much, man. Just enjoying, you know, I'm out here in Houston, so it's it's midday, a little midday action, not too early, you know, but uh, woke up feeling fresh, ready to go. Got this, my, um, my, my family is out there in Sweden, you know, letting my son get a feel of his other side, you know. He is what I like, he is a... Uh, a mixed breed uh, guy, so his, his he's got a lot of family out there in Sweden, so he's got to go do his bow and arrow stuff. They're out there doing biking wow. stuff. I want him, you know, I think it's a good mix for him to have this Mandingo warrior in him and this biking. I think he's got the best of both worlds. So be looking for this nigga to be in some <laughs> kind of league pretty yeah, soon. Wow. <laughs> pretty oh, soon, but yeah. He, He's over there. Yeah, that's what they're over there doing. They're doing biking stuff. He's over there. He's he's been. I think they've been out on on the sea for like three days. You know, I can't even go on the boat. These niggas has on been on the boat for three days in the water. I don't know what the what the hell that's all about. But you know, he's doing this thing out there. So I got to just chill at the house. I know made my way home from work uh, this week, chilling at the house um, before my daughter makes it, and me and her we're gonna take our. You know, when they go to Sweden, I don't I don't really like to fuck with Sweden like that. It's too small. Being with, like, the in-laws right in your face, they want you to stay at their crib uh, eating, like, pickled fish in the morning and bacon for dinner, just, like, piles of bacon. And it's, it's very weird over there. I don't really feel it like that. But they go, me and my daughter, we usually take our little trip. So we're heading to Miami tomorrow. So before that, all that I got to chill at the house by myself all day you know, fire up inside the house, <laughs> you know, because when they go, I make the rules. You feel what I'm saying? Firing up inside the house, watching watching uh, boxing all day yesterday, damn near all day. So uh, in your draws, talk about in I, your draws I, on the couch. In the draws, exactly. In the draws, food everywhere, you know. I probably, probably mm-hmm. need to clean this place up. But, you know, just doing what, what a uh, – a married single man would do, you know, when you're single for that weekend, you don't even hit the club. My boys is at the strip club last night. It's like, nah, nah, I'm just going to chill on this man, couch, man, relax. Man, I house in so long. I want to smoke in the house so bad, man. I I haven't never smoked in this house <laughs> I lived in. Yeah, I fire, hey, I get to do it once a year, dog. Once a year, I'm firing up, dog, in the house, dog. So, uh, yeah, but I got to see, I got to see damn near everything, man. So, I'm ready to talk about it. We got some good fights. The zone put on hell of a card. You know, we got to see Shakur, the young lion, come up, do his thing. And we got to see James, uh, Jamal James sort of, you know, like I, I knew his fight was going to be entertaining, but it was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be, man. So we got to talk about a lot, man, especially my boy Amir Khan. Is he back? Is Amir Khan back? He's looking for them big paydays. And, uh, you know, I think he deserved it. So, yeah, let's get to it, my brother. So do we got Janelle riding with us? Yes, sir. 
Let's go to Janelle. Janelle, how you doing today, my brother? How's it going in, uh, um, what is it, east, east New York? Or up, you up north New York? Where you at there? I'm in central New York, actually. I just got back. I just got back from the city, but uh, I heard Willis saying that Americana is back. Is he back? I mean, what are you, fucking nuts? <laughs> Yo, yeah. what are you, nuts? <laughs> that dude gets decapitated by any top welterweight. He gets decapitated. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it's best, best to keep fighting over there, over there, Saudi Arabia or Dubai, wherever it is, make that money and, and then call it a career. That's the best thing for him to do. Uh, cause, uh, no doubt. He fights any puncher, totally he's going to sleep, man. He fights any puncher, he's going down. As far as the court, Stevenson, man, you know, it's like a thing I said with him. This is just the intro. Janelle, this is just the introduction, though. I, just a quick I, rundown, I, I, not I, the I, breakdown. I, rundown, not the breakdown. Well, well, yeah, give me a rundown. As far as the court, Stevenson, I mean, I mean, it's like I called it on the money, a third-round knockout. I mean, the guy, he's shot, but he better get On the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I called third. Third round, third or fourth round knockout. That's what I called. Oh, third or fourth or fifth. Our unanimous yeah. decision. No, no. I said, yeah. no, no, no. I said he knocks him out. I said he stops him for sure. But they better keep going slow with him. I know he's called out the big guys in his division, but oh, like I said, it's the intro, so keep going. I guess I'll give well, my take on it when we get to the topic. Well, let's 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 get into it, man. I think the juices is flowing. Let's start it from the top. Samir defeats Billy Dib. Uh, I know we had a knockout. I'm not sure what what round, but they stopped it. Fourth round. Amir with the fourth round body work, right? <laughs> Amir with the body <laughs> shot to finish somebody, if you could believe that shit. Uh, Willa, man, I didn't see the fight. I seen the highlights, and I'm like, wow, Amir just fiercely going at this man. I've never seen him attack anybody like this. That All that let me know is how much of a non-factor Billy Dib was here, how much of a non-threat he is. Because to see a man <laughs> attacking like that, it's like, dude, this is guy is skittish. He's like a fucking goat at this point. And he's just really laying in the shots. It looked like it kind of was hurting, too. But I'm not nearly ready to say Amir Khan is back in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know what to do with him, man. Uh, like we talked about, this guy has, has had a farther drop. His climax was, I think, higher, and his drop has been steeper than Adrian Broner's. Because I, like we talked about, it was a moment in time where I said, that guy can beat Mayweather. I don't know if it was around about 2011, 2010, 12, something about there. But before Amir started getting knocked out, and who was that that did that first? Was it Danny Garcia? Who, who I think Danny was the first one to get to him. But before all of that, and when you've seen Amir Khan beat Marcos Maidana, you know, Amir Khan beat a, a young, strong Marcos Maidana more handily than even Mayweather did in the first fight. When you seen that, I said at that around that moment in time, I said this guy could be Mayweather. How can Mayweather handle this long punch machine? He don't stop punching. But the whole time he was fighting an Olympic style fight, and he never like you're seeing Shakur Stevens, and that's and um, we'll talk about that a little later. But you're seeing Shakur Stevens transform from being a amateur to a professional, like. 
now we're assessing occurs Shakur's later fights, his more recent fights, and we're saying, wow, it's, it's looking like he punched harder. He's hitting harder. And how is he mm. hitting? Harder? But this is a, a transformation you see from an amateur to a pro. This is where you have to transform from that amateur style to your, a pro style, and that's what we're seeing with Stevenson. But Amir never, never made that progression, if you ask me. He continued to have his amateur style just throwing a bunch of bullshit punches, and when you get to the pros, guys are able to time that, wait on it, and drop it on you, even if you are quicker than them. Amir is probably quicker than – he's been quicker than just about everyone he's fought other than probably, you know, Terrence Crawford here recently. But if you're just throwing punches that have no rhyme or reason, these pros are going to be able to pick it apart. And that's what I think we've seen with Amir Khan. But he does get the victory, fourth round, knockout, body work. Billy Dib going down. Um, to me, he's not back. Willa, what you say? Man, so when we talk about drop-offs in this game of prize fighting, um, Amir Khan's checks have been amazing. I think he might have got like somewhere from $6 million, 6 to $10 million to go over here to Saudi Arabia and, and put in some work on a former world champion for the uh, WBC International welterweight title. So that boy's got a little green around his waist right now. Amir Khan, you know, and and even when people say Broner fell off, you know, same type of deal. Broner's getting been getting one to three million dollars fight for the for the last eight years. There's really no fall off when it comes to prize fighting. Now, are they world champions anymore? No. But people want to see him. You know, Amir Khan's got Amir Khan's got it packed over there in Saudi Arabia against a guy looks like his twin, Pakistan versus India and Saudi Arabia. You know, that was a big deal out there. Um, Amir Khan does work. You know, people say, you know, I hear this stuff about skittish and Amir Khan. That don't, skittish and Amir Khan don't go together. Amir Khan is the nigga that gets knocked out. You're not getting knocked out and slept like he does by being skittish. You know what I'm saying? You're fighting. That's why I love Amir Khan because no matter how many times he goes to sleep, he still thinks he's the best. He still thinks that he's the best boxer to ever grace this world. I, I think believe that against Crawford. That. Yeah, no, I think he got in there and got work. He figured out some reason, but then I think, but in Amir <clears throat> Khan's mind, he was really hurt. In Amir Khan's mind, his balls were really hurting. You know what I'm saying? I, do I think he was really hurt? No. Do I think he has a chance for that? No. But I think in Amir Khan's mind, that was nothing. He hit me in the balls. My fucking hand was hurt. He really can't see me. I need that Pacquiao payday. And that's what Amir Khan's <laughs> been pushing. This guy, Amir Khan's been pushing for Mayweather and Pacquiao since for probably the last 10 years, maybe 15 years. And that's what his life goal is to do. And he's got a, what is that? I said the WBC. So I think these guys got the WBA, so I was going to say that, but that, that don't work. But he's pushing for that, like he said, after he dropped this former world champion. Uh, I think he hit him with a hook early, dropped him, did, uh, body worked him, put that boy and had that boy sitting on the bottom rope, folded him over, get him out of here. I love Amir Khan. Do I think he's the best? No. Do I think he deserves that Manny Pacquiao shot? If Manny Pacquiao win, win or loss, as long as Manny Pacquiao don't get worked, 
I want to see him versus Amir Khan. I want to see him against Broner. I still think there's fights out yeah. there. Uh, there's fights out there that we want to see with Amir Khan. Hate him or love him, Amir Khan is boxing. And he's one of the faces. And I love him, man. So is he back? Whenever he wins, he's back. How old is Amir Khan? This nigga is 32 years old. He's got plenty of time. Skittish, Amir Khan, they don't go together. Hey, I don't think he's the best. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's the world champion. I don't think he's doing anything like that. But he's coming out there to fight, and he's talking. No doubt, no doubt. And I'll give him that. And that's something that I don't want to understate. A guy who's willing to go out on the shield uh, too many times. Uh, we seen last night with uh, freaking, and he's not on our rundown, but I did see the Joe Joyce, uh, what's my man, bye-bye. Uh, Jennings, yeah, we got to talk, yeah, we need to talk about that too. Yeah, uh, that's one of them dudes that ain't going to get knocked out. You know why? It ain't because he's so damn good. He ain't going to take no chances. You know, and I, I, so for that reason, that said, I will give Amir Khan, you know, his, his just due because, Look, he going to take them chances. Now, he going to get put to sleep, lunge in with some stupid-ass one-two-three punch you doing. Uh, but, you know, he's going to be taking them chances. And there's a lot of guys that do not ever take those chances. Janelle, what do you think about it, player? Well, um, well, you said Mitt Conn went on a shield. I don't call him going on a shield against Terrence Crawford. I don't call him going on a shield against Marcus Donovan. He actually ran. He actually ran for the last few rounds against Marcus Allen, and he ran. He literally ran. So I mean, uh, but I, I mean, you guys are right to an extent. You mean that he unanimous decision? Yeah, but he still ran after he had. You know what I'm saying? After he was getting worked over, and then he ran for the last fucking rounds, like De La Hoya did Securing, Tito. Only difference is ah, uh, see that I never liked it that De La Hoya Tito shit. I think De La Hoya won that thing easy. I thought and he did you, too, but. But I thought he did too. But 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 hey, that's what happened. But but hey, man, you can't deny. I mean, the guy literally fucking jerked the fans out of a out of super fight. He actually ran for the last double round, and it's like I mean, it just is what it is. But that's not going out in your shields. What I'm saying, and that's what Khan did against Madonna as well. But nevertheless, I agree with you guys to the simple fact that okay, there are fights out there for him. It's like yeah, we call for guys to retire or stick a fork in them, but any day. Um, guys got to make a living. Guys got to pay their bills. You know what I mean? And it just fights out there for him. It's like Adrian Broner. Uh, we all know he's done. Uh, he hasn't been a top in the top of his division since he was at 135. And it's like, but at, at the end of the day, hey, the guy got kids. To, he got mouths to feed. He got bills to pay. So you can't really uh, cry for the guy to retire and all. But as far as at the top level of the sport, those days are over, are over. Yeah, but but like, I'm a fight with Pacquiao would be marketable. A fight with Bernard would be marketable because it was talked about it years ago, and that will sell some tickets. It will do some numbers. So it's like you know what I'm saying. So I don't think he's officially done. He's just done at the elite level in the sport the way he was at at one time. At one time he was praised as a silver medalist, and I agree with JP. At one time I did thought the guy would give Floyd some problems because I am saying because American had that speed, he had the size. He had the speed, you know what I mean? It's like it's like Floyd even knew it at one time too. You know, I remember uh, uh, Paul Mahadi came out one time and said that he'd pick American to outbox Floyd Mayweather, and I was like, whoa. So it's like you know what I'm saying? 
at one time he was highly regarded, but after knockout loss, after knockout loss, after knockout loss, I'm the guy. I mean, he's a knockout waiting to happen. Honestly, he literally is. But, but yeah, I agree. Oh, not to mention, oh, oh, believe it or not, Amir Khan's cousin, uh, Dave Khan, um, has a burger spot out here not too far from where I live. Like some of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. Is, on top of that, he's from Pakistan. Uh, yeah, um, this guy, uh, Dave Khan, he's from Pakistan. He has like, I mean, I swear they make some of the best burgers you ever had in your life. Just a fucking, fucking phenomenal. That's the Habib, what they call holla, holla burgers. No, no, no. He has his own way of making. Of course, it's from halal meat, but like he gets like imported meat from across seas. He get like bison meat. He has all types of dishes. He has like ostrich dishes. He has all types of shit he sells there. And he has uh, mm. uh my favorite is the bison burger or the juicy Lucy. That shit is fucking incredible. I'll send you guys a picture of that shit in the chat room real soon. I mean, he got some really good burgers, but he always talks about how American always had an issue ever since he was young and sparring. He would get hit and like, and he had to stop sparring sessions ever since he was in the amateurs. And I believe that too. I really believe That's that. That's his own brother saying that. His cousin. His he cousin. Must not be getting no money. Oh, his cousin. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't. He, he doesn't get. He doesn't get no money from. He doesn't get no money from. Yeah. Well, I'm sending you his shit right now. Amir. Maybe Amir needs to go ahead and invest with his brother and uh, get some life after boxing uh, investments. His going. cousin. But, his cousin. But there is a few more checks to be cast if you're Amir Khan. And like we're saying, that Broner fight, I want to see it. I don't know why. It's like just watching two trains collide. It's like watching a car accident in slow motion. Because it's going to be something bad going to happen. That's gonna be distasteful in this fight. Somebody's gonna quit. Somebody's gonna quit. Somebody's gonna hit a low blow. It's gonna be some bullshit, or it's gonna be hella boring. It's, I just can't ever see these two getting it on and it being like a highly competitive fight. So I, I think it'll be bad, but I'm all here for it. I'm here for the shit. So there is a check or two to be cashed if you're a Miracon. I think the obvious is Broner. They need each other. Pacquiao, he's in the mix. He can get Bro- or he already did Broner. So, but yeah, I think the Broner Khan they need each other. You know, man, this is a, a fight people will be interested in. Uh, but Khan gets a fourth round knockout, body work. Uh, he's not back though. Nathan Gorman, Daniel Dubois, fighting for the vacant British heavyweight title. Dubois knocks out Gorman. And now, uh, I seen this fight. I want to say about the eighth round or something. I'm not 100% certain. <clears throat> but Dubois knocking out Gorman. Now, this is a fight I seen. I was excited for it. You know, I was like, this is a crossroad fight for both dudes. You got both dudes coming in, believing in themselves. They, you know, the winner of this fight goes on to bigger, better things. They become a, the British heavyweight champion. You know, from my understanding of this whole thing, in the UK, there's a big time process to even get to this point. You got to be a Commonwealth champ. You got to be some kind of regional South champ. They got all kind of steps you got to get to to even get to this little title that's only in the UK. But this is a, a, a fight that has some significance in the UK world of boxing and a fight that I think gained some momentum here in the United States as far as interest. <clears throat> uh, the fight 
a lot of lead up, both guys talking some shit, and both guys kind of looking the part. Um, ring walk, ring walk. Uh, Nathan Gorman comes out first. Nathan Gorman has Tyson Fury and Ricky Hatton walking them out. Tyson Fury's dancing. They playing some kind of song that seems like it's a song everyone knows that I've never heard before. But you have Fury out there. You have Ricky Hatton. But uh, it was a show, man. Um, Daniel Dubois, in his normal fashion, he came on out in this kind of Mike Tyson-esque thing, you know, black black on black on black, black trunks, black shoes, black top. Uh, he comes out all business, square chin. Guy looks like some kind of black superhero on the face, if you ask me. That chin is square. Uh, he's like a dude I'll probably cast for some kind of action movie. Um, they come out. It's, it's, it's looking competitive to me because it's like Polly Molly Naji always says. I have to quote Polly Naji here, Polly here. Um, he says, guys have to be cautious of their opponent when that opponent, even if not landing, is responding correctly to what the other guy's doing. So, so if you're trying to throw a one-two and off your jab, I'm countering with a left hook every time and with velocity, even though, you know, Gorman wasn't hitting him with it, he had to be like, whoa, okay, I have to, he had to make a readjustment because Dubois, you know, was the fighter that was coming forward. Um, Dubois, his mentorship, like I mentioned with Gorman going back a little bit here, he had Haddon and Fury. Dubois had been in uh, talks with his mentorship was Frank Bruno and Lennox Lewis. So you you got some kind of divide in the U.K. thing here, if you ask me, but nobody's talking about. But I don't know enough about to talk about. But, you know, you had the brothers fucking with the brothers, and you had the white dudes messing with the white dudes. But um, Dubois coming out, you know, leading front foot jab, trying to get the one-two off, land the right hand. But Gorman, obviously, you know, tootled, knows to throw that left hook after that jab. You If you're going to come with that right, you gonna have to that that right hand is open. Um, so he was setting up the left hook every time Dubois would throw the jab, and it was cautious. And in the first about the first or second round, I said, you know what, this Gorman dude got a chance here. The kid had quick hands. I think like Gorman and Andy Ruiz are two very similar in style fighters. You know, they don't got great bodies. They got some good, some decent feet and some quick hands. And it looked like Gorman was uh, up for the challenge, but in about the third round, Dubois lands uh, a right over the top, cuts Gorman. Gorman, um, here's where I think his inexperience showed. He, as soon as he got that cut, he didn't know what to do. Then, you know, after another Dubois flurry, Gorman goes down. <clears throat> so, and it didn't look like any, you know, the punches were that damaging. It just looked like Gorman was, uh, you know, out of his wits at the moment. He didn't know what to do after being cut. Might have been the first time he's been cut in a fight. I don't know. But from that point, you started to see Dubois kind of build momentum. I'd say the first two to three rounds were very competitive, competitive to the point where I was thinking, okay, Gorman definitely has a chance here. Because you could see Gorman was the more, you know, the, the thinking fighter who seemed to have the adjustments. But one thing I have to credit Dubois being able to do was countering Gorman's left hook off his jab. Then you would see Dubois start to pull back off the jab and then come again. 
So when Gorman would throw that left hook, it would just be air. Dubois didn't stay there every time and try to get off the right hand after the jab. He pulled back. He created space. So, But Dubois, my overall critique, he gets the, um, the knockout. He ended up being able to just mow down, in my estimation, Gorman. Gorman just didn't have the fortitude, wasn't up to this challenge. They're in another league as far as, you know, competitive spirit right now. <clears throat> you heard Gorman say when they used to be amateurs, he used to be the boss between these two. But clearly at this point, Dubois, all business, mowed him down, wasn't really, you know, there was some resistance on the behalf of Gorman. He did resist, but in the end, he just didn't nearly have the uh, the resistance and the, you know, just the, the fortitude to be there all night with that guy. Dubois getting the knockout. Um, I was able to say that Dubois, you know, still got a lot of learning to do. Okay, he's 12-0 and 0 now, so it's okay to have some learning to do. But you can definitely see, you know, he's kind of simple. You know, I think this may be the U.K. amateur training style. They're just he's – like, uh, he's like Joshua. You know, they, they're, you know, fundamentally sound, one-two, kind of bounce around a little bit, kind of try to turn a little bit. They do everything okay, nothing spectacularly. You know, it's just like a, a Joshua. You know, how you think about Joshua, just like, you know, one-two, jab, some power, you know, Joshua seems to have a little more power, um, but nothing like jumping off the screen at you other than his just sheer size. But, yeah, but there's some learning to do. You can see he'd easily be outboxed by like a Tyson Fury pretty easily. So, Willa, were you able to catch the fight, bro? What do you think about it? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I definitely was able to catch it, and um, I, like you, was very intrigued at the beginning of the fight. You know, um, I was, I think I was talking on the phone, watching, like watching the fight pop off. And I had to tell a person, Hey, let me call you back. Cause these boys is really going at it. And for the first two rounds, it looks like, what's his name? Gorman. Uh, he was, he was with it. Uh, the boys is very, very, like you said, green. He got hit way too much. He's not ready for anybody right now. Um, but he kept on coming forward. Uh, Gorman was giving him giving him shots like that hook, catching him with that hook. Um, but he got caught, and like you said, yeah, he got caught. It, once he once he started bleeding, it was really nothing he had. You know, he started he tried to fight a couple more times where he just didn't want to go out like a sucker, but he didn't get hit. To me, I don't think he got hit with anything to put him out like that. He was just he was just out just out muscled out there. Um, he tried. I don't think he's any good. Um, Daniel Dubois, uh, du, Dubois. I don't. I don't know if he's any good either. We've got to see. You know, once they started fighting, my first thing was like, uh oh, another UK brother's about to get dropped. But you know, he was eating those punches. It didn't look like he ever really got hurt. Um, you know, so he has a chin, but he's very basic. It's really nothing. You know, it, it was not, like I've seen every other, every other time he's fought. It's nothing worthwhile there. It's nothing to get excited about. Uh, he's not sleeping guys. He's beating guys that are, you know, look out of out of um, out of shape. I don't know. I'm not sure what to think about this guy. He got the late. Well, I think it was uh, the fifth round. I think it was something like maybe the fifth or sixth round knockout. Uh, but it wasn't nothing too tremendous. He got hit way too much, 
Andy Ruiz probably stops this guy. A lot of people stop this guy, but he's only 21 years old. He's got a long time to go. Uh, heavyweight game is the man's game. And uh, so, you know, maybe in three or four years, we'll we'll be looking and seeing if he's any good. But right now, I don't think he's any good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. A lot of learning to do still from room there, but there's definitely potential. There's definitely potential. 21 years old, still a baby, but looks the part. Uh, Janelle, did you get to see it at all? Uh, and I saw a picture of the fight. I didn't see the fight itself. I heard a lot about it. I heard everything uh, that Dubois was getting tapped up. He was walking in the shots. I mean, it was a fan-friendly fight from what I heard, from what I saw in pics and stuff. What I saw in clips, I mean, you know, I, mean, under- I, mean, I mean, it happens. A lot of those U.K. guys, you know, they do walk in the shots and, and they're square up guys. But like I said, I didn't catch the full fight, so I can't really speak on the full fight itself. No doubt, no doubt. Moving on, Ray Vargas defeats Tomoki Kameda. Now, this is a fight I Hey, we talked about that Joe Joyce the... real quick. My bad. Before we get off that oh, no uh, doubt, ESPN no. card. Yeah, the E stands for European. Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce versus bye-bye Brian Jennings. And look here. I just want to say bye-bye Brian Jennings for good. Okay, bye-bye. I don't want to see you no more. You've always underwhelmed. And it looks like fights just be there for the taking for this dude. But it's that he won't cross that threshold of the unknown. He won't risk getting knocked out. Because sometimes you got to get be in a vulnerable position defensively to attack a person like you need to be attacking. You know what I mean? So that's why fighters like Miguel Burchelt, who just out there letting them rip, that take a certain level of courage if you ask me. Because Bye-bye Brian Jennings has had fights, uh, even in the Klitschko fight, in which I think is still his best fight to this day. Um, you could see if he just threw caution to the wind and said, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it out here. You, he could have did something out there. Last night, Joe Joyce, this was my first time really looking at Joe Joyce. He's 6'6", six, six, he's a big, tall guy, but, I mean, dude, he's just a big, tall guy. I, I don't see anything special about him. I think Wilder puts him to sleep. And, you know, but this kid is like 30, 33 years old. He's super old. He's like super old to be this green in his career. I don't know what his, what his thing is. He's a recent Olympian. So Joe Joyce uh, defeats, goes the distance with bye-bye Brian Jennings. Now, if we're talking about a measuring stick, this is a pretty good measuring stick for a, a young fighter like Joyce, but who's not young, but young as far as being competitive. You beat Jennings, you know, that's a good win. That's solid, you know, but Jennings was there. He just stayed behind his high guard. Every time he would let his hands go, good things happened. He just didn't let him go enough. And he just let stupid-ass Joyce just kind of jab and do all this little stuff. I felt like if Jennings just said, fuck it, I'm going to go at him, I'm going to let my hands go, and I'm going to throw 70 punches this round, good things would have happened. But he never does that. All he does is stay behind that high guard and let you jab him to death. And he every now and again opens up with a two- to three-punch fury. 
and then he goes behind the high guard again for a while. So Joe Joyce moves on. Good victory for a young fighter. I wasn't impressed with Joyce uh, tactically or or as far as his, his, his fighting style. I'm not impressed. I don't see anything that makes me think this guy's going to be a problem for anyone. Now I, I, I harken back to the video that was circulating on YouTube with him and Usyk. Well, shit, I feel like Usyk should have beat him better than he did that night because Joe Joyce was giving him work in that in that footage that was circulating on, on YouTube. But, you know, not impressed. Bye-bye, Jennings. Go away. Willa, did you see the fight? How'd you have it? Yeah, I saw the fight, man. Um, I thought Jennings got, got killed out there. Like you said, he was like he didn't want to work. Joe Joyce is one of the the weakest, big, strong men that you've ever seen. Like, he looks big and strong, but his punches don't seem to be popping boys like they need to be for as big as he is. Name is the juggernaut. He's out here, you know, just putting on pressure. You know, he has stamina. You know, one thing I say is I don't think I saw him get tired. Um, but I don't know, you know. I think uh, I think my boy Syme, he hit me and said, that, I think he said he had Jennings winning. But I don't see how you had that. Jennings was doing some good work, but he wasn't doing enough of it. But I think that's because he's so small compared to these bigger dudes. And, uh, you know, he's been in the game. He's one of those guys that learn late also. So I don't know what, you know, I don't know if he needs to hang it up because he didn't get killed out there. Um, but, you know, he didn't look too good. Joe Joyce, I think he – Joe Joyce would probably – I don't know. We, we don't know what kind of chin he has. But him against Daniel Dubois, uh, I think would be a good fight. They're both UK guys, you know. They're both on ESPN. The E stands for European because that's all they're shoving down our throats most of the time. But I think that might be a good fight. See who's the best out of those uh, UK brothers, aka bums, out there in the heavyweight division. So, you know, it was a good fight. But both of those guys, I don't know. I don't think that that whole little daytime car was full of uh, suspect heavyweights. Yes, sir. Janelle, the fight you was this all right. one? Oh, my bad. Let me get to Janelle. He didn't see this, though. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I caught the Steven, I caught the Shakur Stevenson. I, I saw the American fight. The Shakur Stevenson, that was practically it. All the ones I just saw clips, so I mean, all right, no doubt, no doubt. So next, we moved on to the Zone card, which was the feature bout for the night: Ray Vargas versus uh, defeats Tomoki Tomeda. Goes the distance, um, as expected. I caught this fight in the later rounds. Um, Tomeda was coming on strong in the later rounds, but it was clear that he wasn't doing enough work in the earlier rounds. And it looked like Beltran damn near kind of broke some kind of record for jabs thrown. You know, this is the first time catching Beltran. And I remember last week's conversation. Vargas. Willow was, I'm sorry, Vargas. Ray Vargas. Ray Vargas. Um, Willow was telling us about Ray Vargas. And we were like, wow, okay, he sounds so amazing. Why don't we know about him? Well, I see why we don't know about him because he's not your typical Mexican-style fighter. Also, Sergio Mora on last night's telecast talked about that. You know, uh, 
I think Sergio Mora added some clarity to what Mexican style is. There's two kinds. So it's the, you know, the phone booth head-to-head just let the leather fly. And then there's the Nacho Beristein taught style, which is your Juan Manuel Marquez, which is your Jose Luis Castillos, the guys that are more like that combination counterpunching. That's the Nacho Beristein taught Mexican style. And Ray Vargas is a Nacho Beristein fighter. So that could be why. And Nacho Beristein's fighters have always been the second-tier Mexican fighter. Even going back to, um, well, we know with Manuel, uh, JMM, Juan Manuel Marquez, he was always in the, the shadow of the bigger Mexican fighters his entire career. Uh, he was around for Julio Cesar Chavez's tail end, and then that turned into De La Hoya, and then that turned into um, um, other fighters that had the Mexican crowd's attention. Meanwhile, Juan Manuel Marquez was there for nearly 20 years, not being the headline, so he had his near second fight with Manny Pacquiao. The first fight wasn't a highly touted fight. The second fight gained some momentum, then we were to the third fight. And uh, even to this day, he's not held in that echelon with the uh, Julio Cesar Chavez's and even the Eric Morales's or Barrera's, I think. And Canelo's going to be over him when it's said and done. But point is, this is a Nacho Beristein-type fighter. This may be why the Mexican crowd is slower to, um, you know, get that attention, slower to put this guy on the pedestal that his record would indicate he should be on. But point is, the guy threw a bunch of jabs. He kept he kept um, Kameda on the outside and just jabbed him up and pieced him up all night. Kameda start coming on hard at the end. Now, what I found interesting is that there was a bunch of boos in the crowd at the end of the night. It was like people felt Kameda won. I didn't understand it, but to me, it was a clear, clear boxing lesson. Um, this kid can box. He's tall, and he's going to be hard for anybody to beat. I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat with his style. Willa, you uh, you talked about a, this fight a lot. You was excited about it. This is Japanese versus versus Mexican, and in this instance, the Mexican was the more strategic and tootled fighter. How'd you have it? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was a great fight. Uh, it wasn't the fight of the night uh, on that card, but it was a it was a good fight out there, man. Um, I'm with you. I don't understand why they were booing out there. Kameda looked good, but he looked like there was just levels. You know, um, that's really what it was. Kameda was out there. That's why you never know with these Japanese fighters. They're either real good or they're just not quite there when they come over and fight the world champion uh, championships uh, fights. He looked good. He had a lot of strength. He was coming forward, you know, but he just didn't – he was just getting jabbed. He just got boxed. And I think that's probably why they were, getting, they were booing because – you know, even as you're seeing Vargas um, Vargas win and you're watching him box and he's putting together combinations, and, but he's running. You know, at one point he sort of like, you know, he got twisted around and like ran across the ring and, and did like he was uh, in the WWF, like he was about to go do a, uh, like he was going off the ropes. And people, I think that's why people were booing because you felt that you wanted this Asian guy to win because he was coming forward, he's in there. He, he's, 
you know, he's pretty, uh, you know, and you want him to win, but he was getting outboxed. <laughs> I mean, he got he was getting outboxed. It was pretty easy. I think they had, and then he got a point deducted at the end also. So it was a good fight, but you see there's just levels to it, and Ray Vargas is, is on a different level. I thought they were supposed for some reason, I thought they were both 5'7", like sort of taller for their divi- division, but Ray Vargas is 5'10". So he's super tall, out there giving the boys the blues, jab, jab, hit you with a four-punch combination, bounce back out, move around. Hey, that boy's pretty good, man. Uh, but he didn't get the knockout, and I don't think he was the – he didn't win that fight when it came to popularity. And that's really a reason why uh, – that's uh, that's another reason why I don't think he's getting a lot of praise because, you know, he he won a fight that you really – who do I want to see fight again after that? I think I'm more – I'm more want to see what Kameda does in his uh, career because even though he's not the better guy, he's a little more exciting and a little more compelling in the ring. So, But Barks did his thing. He's good. Yes, sir. Janelle, were you able to catch this one? Uh, not the whole fight. So I can't. I, I can't really speak much because again, I ain't seen the whole fight. I'm not. I'm not no doubt. I can't give a. I can't yeah. give a full end take on tonight. The whole, the, whole, the whole thing up. Well, yeah, and I think Kameda's stock didn't fall. You know, Kameda is going to be a guy we'd like to see again. You put him in with anybody who's going to fight. It's going to be a good fight. So I think both guys go forward here. So it's a, it's kind of a win-win. Uh, Ray Vargas, uh, you know, like I said, he's a Nacho Berestein fighter, man. And these guys have always been, you know, they, they box. It's, it's not what you think of as Mexican style. So that's always a style that is lesser of a fan face. Moving on to the Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson defeats Franklin Manzanilla. Uh, Shakur. Hey, no, no, no. I didn't. uh, That was Guevara. I never did change it, so they they switched it. A lot of people didn't didn't want that fight, so that was uh, Guevara. 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 Yeah. Well, like I said, man, I think Shakur. What we're seeing is the, the. the transition from an amateur style to a pro style. We're seeing Shakur now sitting down on his punches. Now people want to say, you know, you'll you'll hear people uh, imply PED because where is this power coming from all of a sudden? Because in Shakur's early, you know, when he first started coming out and everybody's watching, it's like, well, this kid doesn't seem to have much pop. And then as of late, we're starting to see pop. That's normal, guys. That's what you're supposed to see when a guy is transitioning from his amateur style to a pro style, they start sitting down on punches more. He's in the gym and he's throwing heavy right hands and pad work, left hooks and stuff. He just, that's a lot of the training that's going on. Whereas if you're amateur style, you're about out there getting points and, you know, just using fast hands. So I think what we're seeing from Shakur right now is, is that transition from his amateur style to the pro style. Uh, and he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's coming along. Um, top rank, one thing we know about them. If you're a young star, uh, they know how to bring you along. They know how to turn you into that star. Now, the point, one thing they don't know how to do is keep you. 
because they want to keep your ass too small. And what we've seen, whether it be Cotto, Mayweather, De La Hoya, and it sounds like Crawford's ready to go too, you know, the, you got to leave top rank at some point. You know, you can't stay forever because you just can't turn it in. As soon as Mayweather, De La Hoya, Cotto left, they became bigger stars and made way more money. But um, but they they got a little young stable of rising stars. They got the new, the two-time Olympic gold medalist. Uh, I forget it's a Dominican kid. Uh, they got him here recently. Said he wanted to sign with Mayweather Promotions, but Mayweather was slow to respond to him. But um, they got that guy. They got Shakur. They got Tiafimo. They got um, Vasily. So they 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 got some young hot rising stars, and that's just to name a few. Uh, Benavidez, I believe. Um, you know, they they got some of the young stars. So, but Shakur gets the knockout as as you would think he do. It seems like we have a, a a late a guy taking a late fight, jumping in there to replace an injured guy. Uh, so it's nothing we don't expect. Another showcase. But I'd say within about a year, you know, we're gonna see Shakur fight somebody that's gonna be a name we know. Willow, what you think about Shakur Stevenson? Oh man, he just went in there and put in work like we knew, like we knew he would. Um, he looks amazing in there. There's he got the headline in his home, his hometown of Newark. I thought that was great for him. Um, they did his little, you know, his little biography where he talks about his mistakes and, you know, we all remember. I remember you talking about it on the last on the last show, him fighting in the in that um, parking lot. Uh, and they brought that up, and they showed the they showed the footage of it. And he got, I think he he got six months probation, and then they'll take it off his record. Um, so he had good lawyers; they took care of that for him. So as long as he doesn't get in trouble, which he says he never would do that again, and he seems like the type of guy that that would. Man, they gave a story about how he was losing his cousins, losing his best friends. He came up pretty hard. I, um, but he's always smiling. I think this kid is the real deal. Uh, unlike other guys on the on the phone that think you know a little less of him than I do, I think he's the real deal. I think he's ready for these guys. Um, he's making easy work of the of these lower tier fighters, and I'm ready to see him fight for some belts. And I think he's ready for it too. So that was a you know good performance out there, knocking boys out. Already, um, you think he's ready already? Yeah, yeah, because he's way bigger than these guys. That's the thing. These are little guys. It's time to go now. You know. Damn. He's Shit, young and big. How old is the boy? Twenty years old. Twenty-two. That's when Canelo started. Canelo started. It, it was chip time around twenty-two, twenty-three years old. Because you're so much bigger than these guys. I'm pretty sure. I wonder how old Mayweather was when he got his first belts. When you're when you're that good and then you're bigger than these guys, it doesn't really matter. You can learn yeah, a little bit because got these guys like are too small. 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I think he's good. And they're bigger. No, you, no. Know, you fight some little old guys, it don't really matter. Yeah, that's the that's the 90, early 2000 progression. That's when, you know, Fernando Vargas and Mayweather and Shit, but time you twenty two, baby, you fighting for a real title. You know that's how we used to do it, but nowadays <laughs> these motherfuckers be thirty. 
before they fighting for a title. These fools that have 40 victories on them for, you know, you know anything about them. So a little different these days. But, yeah, I, 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 I guess I can't disagree. Janelle, what do you think about Shakur now? Will is leading me to believe you a Shakur Stevenson hater. No, nah, no, nah, not at all. I see him being the face of boxing in about five years. I see him being that guy that Terrence Crawford is right now. This is why Crawford is is by his side, man. Crawford sees the potential in the kid. I'm just saying. Okay, I mentioned like guys like Mayweather and Holyfield, and these guys who won a belt early in the early 20s. But I can tell you right now, more careers have been damaged by guys getting thrown to the wolves too early than guys winning championships early. Like, uh, of course, you got Mayweather, you got Tyson, you got Holyfield with just 11 fights when he fought for a title. But that's, I mean, those are all one time generation fighters. I just won't, you know what I'm saying? I just I just don't say throw him to, okay, now he could probably win a belt, but he's not beating Gary Russell Jr. right now. Gary Russell Jr. actually hurt his career mentally. Even Andre Ward is saying that he still needs more time to progress. Um, yeah, he's called Andre Ward is a hater. Okay. No, I think we're the fucking man's them. What are you talking about? Andre he manages the guy. Yeah, he's Andre. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? Come on, man. Come on, Willa. Hey, I'm he's just a saying. hater, dog. Okay. That boy Jay Prince said he's waiting for the big dogs. It's like I'm saying. More careers have been damaged than guys successfully winning a belt early in their career. More careers have been damaged. Like David. Uh, you mentioned Fernando Vargas. Okay, yeah, he won a belt early, but when he fought Tito, what happened? He was never the same fighter ever again. He never. Yep. It was too it's, soon to fight Tito. Same thing. Same thing. David Reed, a gold medalist, and David Reed fought yep. Tito too early. What yep. happened? You never heard of him again. More careers have been damaged. That you know what I'm saying, and that's a proven fact. But he don't got to fight. He don't have to fight the Tito Trinidad. But he's fighting guy Gary Russell Jr. You say Gary, <laughs> Gary Russell Jr. He will damage. Is, he will damage him mentally. He will damage him mentally. He'll make him think. Okay, damn. Now uh, that I don't know. Is it? Is I don't think really that's for me. Crazy. Okay. That I don't know. He would uh, mentally, he'll be like, okay, damn, is this sport really for me? Because I believe Garrett's doing easily outboxes him, easily boxes his off, and busts him up. He's not gonna knock him out, but he's gonna easily outbox him, and he's gonna question himself: Is this sport really for me? Because that's what happens early in your career when you took the losses. It's like a former loss to Ali. It's like, damn, is this so sport really for me? I thought I could beat the whole fucking world. We have a new sample of what huh? you're talking about. And we have a new sample in what you're talking about in Erickson Lubin. Is Erickson Lubin going to be shot? Uh, could be. I'm just saying, hey, this guy has all the potential in the world. Don't rush him too fast. Right, Terrence Crawford himself wasn't rushed too fast. He molded himself. Terrence ain't making. He molded himself. Terrence ain't making that. And Terrence ain't making that. Terrence ain't the superstar that these other guys we're talking about are. When he, he leaves so top long. rank, he will be. When he leaves top no, rank, he will be. It's gonna be that's too Bob, late. That's it's, Bob Ammons. Fuck up, Bob. Unless you're no, white, Bob Ammons ain't gonna promote you like that, man. It, 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 it just is what it is. It just is what I mean, it is. He just got, Unless you're white. Uh, the race card. Right? The race card. This nigga damaged through the race card. It's the truth. It's the truth, though, man. He doesn't promote black fighters like Liam saying. Man, Terrence Crawford. Uh, 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 if you say he promotes Lomachenko, I mean, he could be right. Lomachenko as, he, as if he's the greatest fighter of all time. He's always saying that. 
this guy's the greatest fighter of all time. I promoted Ali, I promoted four Max Mars guys, and, and Lomo Chico is the greatest fighter I've ever seen in my entire life. They ambled him on a stool, and now they got every, all of his uh, diehard fanboy fans are saying that shit, and they promoting that shit left and right. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't promote, he didn't promote Floyd that way. He didn't promote Crawford. And that time when he was promoting Floyd, Floyd was a knockout machine. He was a knockout artist. He was getting the ring and leaving guys with their jaws on the floor with how good this kid was at that time. And he was second dominant to fucking Dale Hoyne, those guys. This is why Floyd got pissed at him and, and fucking left and became a bigger star. I mean, it's like you mentioned a while ago. Uh, Tez Crawford will leave top rank sooner or later. Sooner than later, I should say. Yeah, you know I mean? pretty much already hold Bonac already speak on I that. Think, yeah, and I believe like like, like 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 um Al Heyman and Jay Prince getting his uh, get by his side, he'll become a megastar, which he should be right now. I mean, see, he, I mean the guy walking the street, only diehard boxing fans actually knows who he is, and he does his job in the ring. I mean, I, I'm I'm just saying, man, I get back on topic. Don't throw Stevenson in there to Gary Russell at this point. Not yet. You know, so he can fight for a title, yes. He can win a title, yes. Um, a lot of ring veterans turn on the fight uh, to fight him. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it makes sense. Saying this kid is pretty good. But he's just not ready for the um, uh, top, top dogs yet. I don't want to see him in there. I said it becomes a point where he gets hurt. You can take a significant body shot. How do you react to it? I mean, he needs more molding. He needs to be in the gym a little more and learn new things and learn new tricks or traits because there's always, there's always room for improvement on your craft. As you saw last night, uh, he was good with his body shots, but when he threw his body shots, he was bring, on head shots, he was bringing his hands back down low. That's something to be worked on. That's, uh, you know what I'm saying? A crafty fight like Gary He was Spears, in that clown that time that Nah, even early in the fight he was doing Even before he was a clown, he was doing that. I'm just saying, no, a guy was... like Gareth Jr., I think he, I think he'll time that shit. He'll time it. He'll catch him with it, man. He needs more molding, man. You don't throw him in there too early. It's too slow. Like I always, it's like I said, more careers have been damaged than guys succeed in winning belts early in their careers. More careers have been damaged. Yeah. But history of boxing. More careers have You're been damaged. You're definitely right. And now, you definitely and now right. I hate to see You're this definitely happen to right this And now I would hate to see and it happen to him. Why... I think that's why boxing has made that change. Like uh, Willow was saying, you know, back in them days, et cetera, et cetera, we're talking about, you know, the, the early 2000 way, the 90s way, when, yeah, you fucking uh, 18 and 0, you know, and you that guy, you you were one of them Olympic prospects, by 18 and 0, you are fighting a champion. That was Mayweather fighting uh, Hanaro Hernandez at about, you know, 22 and 0. But even in that fight, but about, even in that fight, but if- but, but see, even that fight, every ring expert, even when Floyd was walking to the ring, I remember Larry Mercer was saying it is too early in this young kid's career to go after the ring veteran as Janelle Hernandez. But then uh, Jim Lampley kept buttoning. Okay, he's a third-generation fighter. He's been fighting since he was a kid, came out of the crib. And that's a once-in-a-lifetime fighter right there. He came out of the crib yeah, yeah. doing boxing. He didn't go to the gym at 15, 16 years old. He was born to, no. he was born to be only a boxer. That's Floyd. And so man. Was That's not... No, 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 Those no. Support not in that league. No, no. <laughs> I'm telling you. They gave the story. You didn't hear the story. I'm saying he didn't come out the crib boxing the way Floyd did, man. Boy, that's, hey, at, two, at two years old, his, his granddad said at two years old, that boy was
He threw a punch. Or, like, he threw a punch or something. Floyd was being hey, trained at like at like five years old. He was being trained by his like five years old. Not just throwing little that's little Wilson. So was Stevenson. No, so was Stevenson. Nah, he was trained at five years old. They gave the story. He started he started punching at two. They gave he was training at five. The boy been doing this though. I, I think he's the real deal. Let's not take it slow with the real deal. Though. I think he is too. I think he is too. I was but punching don't rush at two years old too. Exactly. I was punching. Shit, I didn't become. Hey, you weren't training. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't train, dog. Will said, "If you punch that too, you probably go." That's what they said. That's what they said. We that's the story they we gave all us, threw a dog. punch or two. I'm sure we all threw a that punch boy. or two at two years old. I just don't want to see him get ruined early in his career, man. I just don't want to see. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? At least two more years of grooming, he's ready for anybody in his division. I I tend to agree with Janelle, man. Um, he's definitely right. Me and Willa are, are at fault here for taking needle in the haystack once in a lifetime type shit and trying to build an argument off of it. It's just, you just fall into that trap sometime. And I always try not to do that, but Janelle's definitely right. Um, and I think that's why boxing has changed its format in that way. And that's why you do see guys like damn near 30, you know, because right now you could say, like in yesteryear, a decade ago, Tiafimo Lopez is fighting a champion, like no doubt. But you won't see him this. fighting a. Ch- go ahead. I had somebody just asked somebody just text me a while ago. Say, oh, okay, what about Lomachenko? Well, Lomachenko won a belt early, but let's not forget Lomachenko fought over 400 amateur matches. I mean, guy, he's been a pro already. Thirty God years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Loma- exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm more talking about the age than the experience. Yeah. Yeah, Lomachenko. Well, I'm talking about more experience. I'm talking about experience. Experience, and of course, age follows, well, of course, but. Yeah, I mean, well, they're they're kind of it's kind of synonymous. It's kind of synonymous because, it's, yeah. So, but yeah, boxing has definitely changed that. And I think Fernando Vargas might have been boxing's last martyr of that. Template of no, 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 there. no. I disagree. If you remember that guy, uh, Francisco Bajado, who was on a tear, who was on a knockout spree at 140, like in 2001, he came to the Olympics. He was even more regarded than even Cotto was back then. He was on a tear, and then he stepped up. He fought a pressure fight early in his career. He actually lost. He fought a match, and then he got with uh, Mayweather Sr. And Mayweather Sr. Uh, won him the rematch. He started slipping and sliding, but then Floyd Sr. dropped him because I could. His work ethic was terrible. But that guy wow. was on a spree. He was on a fucking... And then he became only a sparring partner in fucking De La Hoya the rest of his life. He became a sparring partner for fucking De La Hoya. Too early in his career, they uh, put him in the ring. I don't remember that guy. You remember that guy's name? Uh, Bajado? I think Paul... I think Paul Williams he was, incredible. was brought along. Paul Williams was brought along real fast to me. You know, and was still really green in his fight style. And... Got near with a dude who ended his shit, <laughs> you know. But uh, uh Quintana. yeah, man. But see, Paul Williams was a yeah. big dude. He was a big one forty-seven pounder too, though. He was real big for that division. He was extremely big for one forty-seven. Extremely big. His style was amateurish. His style was hella amateurish, you know. But then when he but, fought uh, guys his size at one sixty, you know, and he got schooled by Laura at one fifty-four. He got knocked the fuck out by Sergio. And since I fighting guys his size, he started having problems. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point I'm size. making with Secure Stevenson. He's not fighting guys his size. He's the young guy fighting old little guys. So you can get this. You don't have to fight Gary Russell to get the belt. You fight uh what well, uh what's the name? Is it Valdez? Uh yeah, you can fight Valdez, get in there with he I think he can hang with Josh Warrington, you know. I think he's all right with these little dudes putting this work in, and as he starts climbing up, then you might want to you take it a little slower. But go ahead and get a belt like Mungia, get a belt, hold it hostage for two years, and have some have some build up, have some name. You know what I'm saying? I think the um, the zone's doing a good job with these. Uh, I mean, not uh, the zone. Top rank is doing a good job building these guys up. So we'll see what they got. Yeah, top rank knows how to do it, man. If you don't trust the young star. You got to let top rank do him. Um, people criticize Errol for his buildup. And here we see Errol's probably, what, 28 years old or something like that. Now you, you the, I think the narrative have, has changed with Errol. And Errol is probably about where he should be in terms of, you know, boxing stardom and notoriety. So we got some dudes that are, are knocking on the door. I think the Charlos are a Canelo fight away, especially Jamal, you know, now we just need the dudes to put all of these guys over. We got all these dudes sitting on the doorstep, and they all—I mean, Keith. If if Keith has a, and I, one thing I'll throw out there, y'all, y'all know Keith is the underdog in this fucking fight. Vegas odds say that's good money. Keith is plus one thirty. Last I checked on the Vegas odds with Pacquiao. Can y'all believe that, Willem? You believe that shit? No, I don't believe it, but, I mean, I think if if it's the way, like, the most people, if people put, I think more people believe that Manny Pacquiao is going to win, you know, so I don't know if, I think that sort of plays into how Vegas does their thing, so I can believe that more, Manny Pacquiao has more fans that are going to put money on him to win, I think that's how it works, you know what I'm saying, but. I don't think anybody really believes that Manny Pacquiao has a chance. That's good money. I think I might need to do something about that. That might be something easy. Janelle, you, you, what do you think about that, Janelle? Keith, plus 130. Well, I mean, the fact how Thurman looked in his last fight, he's coming off two layoffs. I mean, a long layoff, a two-and-a-half-year layoff. He had back-to-back surgeries. And like I said, he looked extremely rusty his last fight. I mean, I'm questioning if Thurman going to win this fight as well. I mean, I mean, let's not forget, man, a, a surgery ended people's careers. I mean, guys never look the same after a surgery. And, and, and the way he looked his last fight, I'm giving Pacquiao a chance. I'm not going to bet on Pacquiao to win the fight. You know what I mean? But I'm favoring Thurman to win, but I give Pacquiao a chance just because of those uh, technicalities. You know what I mean? I mean, surgeries ruin careers, man. And he looked terrible his last fight determined. He looked terrible. And this is why Furious is taking the fight. You know what I mean? So I'm giving Pacquiao a really good chance. Yes, sir, man. And to finish off last night's card, we had Jamal James, Antonio DeMarco. Uh, James defeats DeMarco. Uh, surprisingly here, man, We I didn't know who was going to win. I thought DeMarco was long shot. But DeMarco had some some fight left in him. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good fight. I thought DeMarco it was pretty close to me, and DeMarco still looked like he got some fight in him. Jamal James, a dude I didn't know nothing about, but uh, 
I I wouldn't say I'm high on him. I don't think he beats anybody, you know, to worry about. But for a Fox, you know, what card was this on, Willa? Uh, it was on Fox, Fox. Sports. Yeah, it was decent. Something to watch. Willa, break it down for us, uh, man. Well, man, you know, I've I've seen this guy Jamal James fight one time before. And like I said on Wednesday, he's going to be punching and get punched. So it's going to be a good fight. And that's exactly what it was, you know. Jamal James in there just getting handled by DeMarco, and then he'd pop out and give him a, a four- or five-piece combo, uh, uppercuts, um, body work. You know, he does a lot of – offensively, he does a lot of work. But defense, he has nothing. He has nothing. And so he's he's making good fights. He looks like he's got a chin. He wasn't getting hurt out there. He was just eating them. Um, but – it was a it was an excellent fight. Uh, I think I stayed on that fight. I watched that whole that entire fight that uh, last night just because it was good. I didn't really I could see that James won. It looked like he won sort of he won the rounds easily. Uh, he won a lot of rounds easily. I mean, not I, I said that wrong. He won the fight points wise easily, but the rounds he won weren't easy. You know what I'm saying? So he was getting hit a lot. Um, he's a tall, tall, taller guy by like a couple of couples, but his reach was short, was short. So he was, he had to get inside, inside, but I don't think he's, he's not a, not a working at all. He's one of these second tier guys that you could see fight on the Fox sports on a Saturday, if nothing else is on, because it was actually a pretty good fight. So you match him up against guys that are going to fight, if you match him up against guys that are going to fight, you're going to have a fight on your hands because he's going to get hit and he's going to do some hitting and he's got a chin. So I'll watch him fight again. I don't think he's elite or anything like that, but he's entertaining. Janelle, did you get to check it out? Actually, actually, I was watching it, but I wound up falling asleep because I had a real busy day. Actually, I fell asleep even on the score fight. I had to wake up and rewatch that fight, actually. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, um, no. I didn't catch a lot of the fights. I had a real long day yesterday. No, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, it wasn't, it was that type of weekend, you know? It was one of those weekends where, hey, if I'm not doing nothing, I'll watch the fight. But if I have better things to do, I'll be doing those better things to do. It wasn't one of those weekends where you take out special time to, to watch the fight. So, that I think Janelle is a uh, example of you know the the Saturday that was the weekend of boxing that was, but it looks like we've come to an end unless we have any more newsworthy topics. Um, anything anybody else want to burn about? We are going to wrap it up. Willa, you got something you want to rant about before we wrap it up? Oh no, man. Um... Just know that Wednesday we're going to be breaking it down. Thurman versus Pacquiao. Pacquiao, Thurman. However, whoever the A side is, um, like you said, Thurman is the underdog in Vegas. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and throw the fight party at the crib. I think it's going to be one of those type of nights. So, uh, so yeah, man, we'll be talking about that Wednesday, and hopefully, we'll it'll be the whole crew. Janelle, anything? Bothering you in the world of boxing before we wrap it up? 
Well, well, I wanted something earlier about how Thurman stated about how after Pacquiao that uh, Terrence Crawford is not on his list that he, that, that he would ever consider fighting Crawford. I'm like, do y'all think that Terrence Crawford is not a new boogeyman in the sport of boxing? Because it's like Spence. It's like Spence kind of avoiding the guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Thurman came out and stated basically that he's not interested in fighting Crawford or whatever his reason may be, saying Crawford's uh, – it's not proven or whatever at one point. So that's just ridiculous. But uh, that's just like some shit right there, boy. I'm the, I'm the two biggest punches at no. at, at 147. Uh, doesn't want to fight him. That's fucking. I'm mean, that's some shit right there. Yeah, I saw that man. Um, and being a Thurman fan, that sort of hurt me to hear him say that. You know, I'm up and down yeah, with man. Keith Thurman. At first, at first I was like I was real high on Keith Thurman. Then he sort of fell off. And you know we we didn't hear about him for a while, so he you know then he it seemed like he was coming back. But after that after that comment, it was sort of uh it seemed like uh seemed like he was ducking. It sounds like he's weak. He said he didn't have he Crawford doesn't have anything he wants. Crawford has a belt, and he's supposed to be one to be the best uh, welterweight in the uh, best welterweight in the world. So you want to unify and be the undisputed. So he does have something you want. That sounded real weak to me. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about that, I can see why maybe uh, Vegas has Thurman as the underdog because he was sounding real weak when it came to that, Jamel. I mean, what y'all want him to say, man? This is promotional wars. This is network wars. The basically boxing itself, like Larry Merchant always said, boxing is a baby born with a black eye. You can't help it and you can't kill it. You know what I mean? And this is boxing putting a shooting a bullet in its own foot by making all these obstacles like we even more with the zone coming about, with ESPN coming on. First it was just HBO, then it became Showtime, then it was like Golden Boy, Top Rank, then it was PBC, now it's the zone, now you hear match room, now it's uh ESPN, now it's the zone. Now you got it's just more hurdles the more and more we go here. And so that's just boxing, just being what it always has been, a hindrance to itself. But what can we do? You know, but I just think it's hard to fault Keith and because it's simply put, why do we go over there with, and help them with their short inventory? The name that, that Terrence Crawford is scheduled to fight, I wouldn't even know how to say it. I wouldn't even know how to begin to say it. It's not and Crawford's fault, though. I mean, guys don't want to fight him. I'm mean, guys There's don't want to no, fight him. Well, see, we're talking about the promotional divides here. You no, know, it's not. The, you're at, I don't think it's even that, man. It's like Al Spence acting like he doesn't know how to make weight anymore at 147. Uh, Keith Thurman doesn't want it. Uh, Porter didn't want it. Uh, Garcia seems like he doesn't want it. Uh, Kel Brook mentioned that he, uh, he would want to fight, but it, but they didn't. Uh, oh, whatever happened to him there? It's like guys don't want to fight him at 147. I don't so, think it's so his fault why he didn't fought American. It's like his fault why he even fought American. He wanted. Let me ask you this. He wanted those top guys. If, if the tables were turned, and Top Rank had all the inventory, and PBC had the Terrence Crawford. Do you actually think that the top-ranked fighters would be shooting across the across the promotional divide to go fight the one PBC dude who could potentially be the best of all of them? Let's just be logical here. 
That would not be. I mean, it happened. It, it happened before. It happened. You, when? A uh, Tyson Lewis. A uh, Tyson was a. A uh, Tyson was a Showtime fighter. Lewis was HBO fighter. It happens. It happened before. A uh, Manny Pacquiao oh, yeah. was Floyd at Showtime at the time. A uh, Pacquiao was HBO oh. at the time. It it, it still yeah, happened. Them fights happened after years of marination. Both of them fights marinated so goddamn long. Years of marination. Years. And so that's what's happening here. You know, Terrence Crawford, sit over there, keep beating them up. We know who you are. But for now, I'll tell you right now, make... I'm more of a, I'm more of a Spence fan. I was riding with Spence. I, I was picking Spence to beat Crawford, but now it seems like it's like Crawford didn't want the fight. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm just admitting what's what, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not bashing Spence, but it seems like Spence is, and now it's like he ate his way out of 147. He can't even make it no more because the he was supposed to fight Porter sooner, but he said that he needed more time, I guess, to cut weight because he seemed like he looked like a fucking um, NFL running back now, the way he's so bulked up, about how he likes eating sugar food down in fucking Texas. He likes sugar food, and eat their food. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, dude's always drunk in front of the camera lately. I mean, come on, man. The guy loves yeah, his work ethic. I don't like, like that shit. Hey, yeah, I don't exactly, like man. new arrow we seeing. He yeah, man. came off to me as super disciplined when he first got on the scene. Exactly. Now he got on a fucking choker chain and he always faded, bloated. He looking, made that money. Looking like, looking hang, like he walking around with a, a gang of pulled pork in his stomach, burping and shit off a gang of yak. That nigga, man, yeah, man. I don't like that. He don't look holy exactly. anymore, man. He, and and Crawford over there like a, a rabbit dog. Yeah. Still feeding. Exactly my point. You just made my point. You just made my point. You just made my point. And I was riding with Spence to beat Crawford until all this shit came about. Because now I'm like, I'm, I'm retracting all this shit now. You see him, he had the agent Broner getting drunk with Broner. I'm like, come on, why are you following Broner of all people? That's what you don't do. <laughs> this is it's the that protocol. Like. What not to do. What not to do. Look like yeah, eating I mean, a gang like, of hot dogs and shit at the fight. Eating a gang of hot dogs and a gang of drinks with the Carlos. And he came out and said it. He likes to food at strip clubs. Is his favorite food? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, what the fuck? You, you go in there, come on, man. I, I don't know, chicken man. strips, full pork sandwiches, and chicken strips and nachos and shit. That's all they gonna throw. Yeah, tacos. Oh no, some eating down there. Say what? So there's some. So there's some good eating at the strip clubs, man. Man, I've been to strip clubs all over the damn country, man. That's just all processed meat and all that shit. Come on, come on, that's not come on, man. He better get back on his serious shit the way he was when he was calling out Thurman early in his career when he was like every time he got in front of the camera, he always looked like he was in shape. He never looked out of shape, but that instant that rookie hunger just goes away after he fucking start making that money. It just like it went away. I, I mean now you see him in front of the camera, he looks like he's a fucking NFL linebacker and shit, the way he's all bulked up and I don't no, know, that man. nigga be looking bloated. He be looking bloated. Yeah, man. My... Nigga look like he burping and shit. Like he got a gang of pulled pork and yak in his stomach. But but that I mean, if he's that smart, he's not, getting... he's not acting smart if, though. If he... He's not he's not acting smart. No, if he's smart, what he's doing is he's taking that Canelo layoff. You know, he gets real big. Then he's gonna, you know, he's getting ready for Canelo. You know, he's probably eating some kind of specialized meat. He's doing stuff like well, he's that. You know, he's getting real big I right now. I thought he was now. fighting Porter. 
I thought he was fighting Porter. He, he was supposed to fight Porter initially, like, I think, what was it, uh, July, August, but they say he needed more time. Of course, because he had to lose, yeah, he he had a, lot of, a lot of weight to lose and shit. Exactly. Why do you think he pushed it back? It's because he got to drop fucking 20 extra pounds, probably. He got to boil down more weight. That's what, that's what I'm saying, man. He, I mean, he's like, I'm probably even giving Porter a chance in this fight. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, man. I just hope he doesn't fuck up his career because he's good for the sport. But it seems like he's on a downward spiral, and this might be the beginning of the end. Might be. Now, wow, that's that's I mean, a lot. I mean, the last he just kicked Mikey Garcia's fucking teeth in, so you know that's that's the last we've seen of Errol Spence, and it was pretty good. But people good, have been so him. But people been criticizing him because, like, I mean, people criticize him because, and I don't criticize him for, but people have been. Okay, he looked kind of weak. He didn't get knocked out against a smaller guy. And I'm not sure if that could be the trend, uh, the, the, the whole impact of him cutting all that weight on why he was so weak, why he couldn't get knocked out. Because he hit him a lot in that fight, but couldn't get knocked out. And Spence is known for being a body blaster who gets knockouts. But he looked pretty weak in that fight. He didn't look like his normal self as far as the guy that, that fucking tore up um, a Chris Jury with them body shots and then the headshot to finish it. That power didn't seem there against Garcia. But to his defense, okay, Garcia is a really good counterpuncher, so of course you put too much on it and you miss and, and you open for a counter. You know, that's to his defense. But but people are criticizing him because, okay, he didn't look strong in that fight. And I can't really argue with that. You think that because the extra way he's cutting off is why he was weaker? Yep. Uh, could be. Uh, could be. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. Well, I have a feeling that he's not going to fight Porter. I have a feeling he's not going to make 147 anymore, and he's going to 154 next, his next fight. I got that feeling. I got a feeling it's going to be too much for him to cut weight at 147. He'll be in his way out of the division a little too soon, but um, he's going to be at 154. Yeah, maybe something That's we can talk about further, a little further on the Wednesday show. But for myself, JP, Heavy-handed Jay, my man Willa, my boy Janelle, and for the homie with the no call, the no show, he's going to be written up. We're going to give him a verbal warning. I believe this is this the second no call, no show, Willa? The second? Well, 22nd, but it's all good, though. Oh, shit. RC, here's your verbal warning, sir. Um, <laughs> give another verbal. Nigga getting a verbal, no call, no show, just aren't acceptable, man. I'm going to have to go to corporate. But uh, this is Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.